But if you understand how to do that in your business in a way that has the impact you want, it's, it's simply a matter of aligning what you want to do with your life, the kind of people you want in your life, what you want to be able to provide for them in a level of service or value through your business, and just you're, you're creating your own path forward. I see my victory so clear. What's up, Fit Farm fam? Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. And if you've been following me on Instagram, LinkedIn, you've seen a lot of posts about building your personal brand and social media over the last few months. And there's a really good reason for it. It's because that's what you guys have been wanting. You've been asking me, how did you build the Fit Pharmacist? How did you build such an amazing community of engaged people and having lasting impact on that? I get a lot of questions on that. But I also hear some other people who say things like, I hate social media. I despise it. You hear me talk a lot about the value of it, but what do you do if you actually despise social media? What if it's something that you really can't stand, and honestly, you've been doing pretty well in your career without it, but you keep seeing other people who are leveraging social media, making progress at a much faster rate than you are, and you start to see the writing on the wall. Guys, I am super stoked about this podcast because the guest I have today is one of my OG mentors back when I joined the Diet Doc community back in 2013 as a nutrition consultant. And this guy literally is crushing his game and has been for many decades, but he's someone that hates social media. But he started to see how the transition was going and decided to do something about it. Uh, so I think this is going to be a really unique perspective for those of us who really don't like social media, but see it as a valuable tool. Uh, so I'm honored to invite to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, a good friend and mentor of mine, Dr. Joe Klemzeski. Welcome to the show, sir. Adam, thanks for having me back. I love coming on and talking to you. And, and it is going to be a, a, a podcast kind of filled with some irony, but uh, hopefully some, some good news and some trajectory and momentum pieces that your audience can take away. Absolutely. So I want to start off with the big question because, you know, everyone's on social media. I mean, you're you listening or watching this on YouTube, you're engaging in social media right now. But you, Dr. Joe, you used to have just like a previous contempt for <laughs> social media uh, where to the point where like, I didn't even know, like, well, you're OK. Like, <laughs> I didn't know because that's just how we gauge the pulse of how people are doing and what's going on in their life. Uh, so can you just share like why you despise social media so much and maybe you still do, but just give us some insight into, into why that was and the reasons that you just didn't really want to make it part of your priority. So, so the initial part was definitely just timing and context. I was incredibly busy in what was the greatest growth period of my business when social media even began. If you look at Facebook as the first iteration, and, and as it was billed, it was, you know, hey, stay in contact with your high school buddies and, and say hi to grandma on Sunday through Facebook. And so to me, I just didn't have time. I didn't take the time. It was just completely off to the side for, quote, social reasons. And uh, so, so there was kind of a miss there. I, I did not transition over to creating any, any business content or even just, just connections human to human, you know, outside of those, those purely social engagements. And then when Instagram came around, 
the story behind IG was, hey, all the kids are leaving Facebook to go, you know, get away from their parents. And I thought, well, that, that's not my target audience anyway. That's not my demographic. I'm not marketing to kids. And so, again, that was a huge mess because, of course, that's what filled up to become probably the, the second biggest platform for business outside of LinkedIn, maybe even the first at this point. So I, it really put me behind and my, my you know, contempt for it is still there, but in a, in a nuanced way, just toward the riffraff you have to sort through. So, you know, one of my, one of my ways to, to advise people to get through that now is just to realize that that kind of noise in the background is always going to be there. You know, if you put up a billboard alongside the road or you, you have a static ad on TV, you're, you're not seeing and hearing those responses in real time like you are in social media. So you just have to stay true to your mission and your message and your targets and keep your head down and do the right thing and ignore some of that ridiculousness that happens. But I definitely now obviously understand that it is just communication. It is, it is where you have to be. If, if you are not in social media up to your eyeballs with your own business needs, you just simply don't exist. It would be like 50 years ago, not having an ad in the yellow pages or something. You just, nobody can find you. You're just simply opting out of the entire game. Absolutely, man. And your evolution through social media has honestly been really fascinating to see because behind the scenes outside of social, I know how successful you are in helping people to really become the next generation of nutrition coaches and dominate their business. Like you've been doing that for decades, literally. But on social, it's like, who's this guy? So I remember one of the stories that you shared was you went to a conference, I think it was a year or two ago, and you saw these people that didn't really have the skills or the quote track record of helping people make things, but they would have like 100, 200, 500,000 followers on social media and it just blew your mind. You're like, how do these people have a voice without any actual skills to back it up? And I think that was part of the contempt that you had of, these, these illusioned people that were experts, but they really didn't have, like it was just a front, like there was no actual skills, no actual value that they were providing to impact lives. But at the same time, you had this realization where, well, these people are dominating my niche. I have the expertise. I've helped literally tens of thousands of people create businesses and lifestyles that help other people. And that's really fulfilling but why are they getting the spotlight? And you had this epiphany of if you're not active on social media, you simply don't exist. And I think that might've been one of the turning points where you, you saw the writing on the wall, like, yes, I don't like it for this and many other reasons, but it's going to impact my business. Not that it's going to necessarily harm me, but my rate of growth is going to be impacted dramatically. So can you share a little bit about pre when you, before the time when you went on in social media, what your rate of growth looked like in terms of business and impact and lives, and then what that's looked like in the last couple years since you've made social media a priority in terms of the number of people you've helped, uh, the new demographics you've been able to connect with, and the impact that it's had on yours and others' business since you've made social media a priority in your business. There were probably two or three dots that had to be connected, and, and I'm, I'm very happy that they did come together in such synergy, but... When, when I was you know, with, a, with a few friends, I was speaking at a science conference and we were all sitting around a kitchen table one, one night and they were going around talking about those kind of metrics, like 350,000 Instagram followers, half a million YouTube subscribers, all these things. 
And then somebody asked me if I had an Instagram account, and I said, I don't. I think I do. I don't know. So one of one of my friends actually looked it up, and they and they turned he turned his phone around, and, and everybody started laughing. I, I had a thousand and some followers, and not a single post. <laughs> and uh, and so that that kind of awakened me, but that that also solidified to me the the reason why I didn't like it because most of what they were doing on the surface was just the the most you know glib how to build an audience kind of stuff. There was no real deep content. It was just just kind of. I don't know, social media pornography in a way, just, you know, their, their, their reach was, was 10,000 miles wide, but an inch deep. And I would rather have the depth. So I, I had to think, okay, how do I create the kind of content and the impact I want without having to sink to that level of just clickbaitish type posting? And then as you're describing, I went to a conference and I spoke with, with all of these people who again were massive influence with all these followers. And I saw my impact and even all of the other speakers came up to me afterwards and oh my gosh, I've never seen somebody like that was the best presentation I've seen and you know, you're so smart and blah, blah, blah. And yet they were the ones making people weep and sob and you know, throw panties on the stage. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm having another epiphany as you said, Adam. The fact that there has to be some kind of emotional resonance, and, and I know this in just traditional marketing and messaging, it's all about the story, it's all about the feeling, it's all about the emotion you can evoke, but, th but to see that in person it, with that caliber of audience and that caliber of, a, of, a, of an event and the fact that I could come away and say, okay, people want real knowledge, but they also want healers and heroes. You have to be a hero to them, have to be somebody that they look at your life and you don't have to take fake photos in front of rented Lamborghinis and mansions, but, but they at least want something they can look up to. And then you, you have to offer some kind of a deeper emotional connection that the healing component, you know, I was just like you and look at me now, you could do this. I got you, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you have to be able to resonate with them on that level. So, uh, you know, in our business, we had already made a big shift in our social media toward video because that's more in our lane. We yep. can, you know, we've been doing conferences, speak engagements for 25 years. We love to teach. It's all about helping through that kind of content. So it was, it was just a good transition where, where YouTube and video content was growing in massive ways. It was, it was two or three years ago where Mark Zuckerberg said, in a very short distance, maybe a year from now, 90% of all content uploaded is gonna be video. So that was another dot to connect where I thought, okay, this is, this is my chance to really make sure we're, we're coming across as we want without having to play all of those other games. So, you know, my, first of all, my, my first degree, when I was 18 years old, I was, I was heading toward a marketing degree. You know, I got, I got within one semester of finishing that degree in marketing when I switched over to orthopedic physical therapy and then, you know, all of my physical medicine health education since then. So all of this has been there in my own business building, but learning to channel it into social media has been a very fun five or so year experience because now you can take that same kind of traditional expertise where you know you have to create some kind of hyper specialization. You have to be so good at what you do and you have to be able to message it in a way where people know that there's not a single person they could trust more. And now with the, my own business development clients, my own fitness entrepreneurs, as, as they come on board with me, you know, three, six, 12 months later, 
I'm seeing them grow their businesses 400 to 500% in revenue in less than six months in most cases, simply because they're learning to craft that in a way that really does connect with the people that they want to connect with. Absolutely. And what you said, and whenever I started my journey as a professional speaker, uh, my coach told me, you need to get so specific on what you talk about that it's an inch wide and a mile deep. You have to be that specific so that you're the go-to person at whatever that is. So I started to look at this from the speaking industry. Then I started to look at it with social media, with the fit pharmacist and everything I've been posting. And I just had this like click, like this is how this works. This is why my brand's been working and looking at other brands, specifically in pharmacy and in nutrition with like the diet doc, how these brands have created such a presence. Uh, so I had the opportunity to come down to Nashville, Tennessee for a new orientation training, but then also for our annual meeting to give a presentation with you and all the other people at the Diet Doc, family really, <laughs> um, about personal branding, like why it's essential, but not just the theory, but like how to actually put it into practice. And I, I saw you taking mad notes, which was honestly a really big compliment because you're one of my mentors and you've taught me so much with uh, business and how to get your head out of your ass and all those kind of things that are invaluable. But I saw that you started to actually take these things and put them into practice. So I just wanted to ask you, was there anything that I talked about at the two conferences as a speaker about personal branding that really clicked with you, that you took it, ran with it, put it into practice, and saw any kind of outcome from what I shared in those presentations? I, I actually wasn't taking notes. I was just making out my lunch order. <laughs> but, well, I got uh, the sub I wanted, so... <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, I absolutely, everything you said, I, I, I had agreed with already. And it's just a matter of putting it into practice and seeing it in reality. And, and I think one of the things that stands out most about what you described was, was the storytelling, because that's, that's what I'm always big about from my anthropology background, social psychology, all of that. I, I know when we communicate with people, there's a massive difference between just laying out some stats and teaching versus wrapping it all up into a story that can really bring it to life. And so as you were going through even some of my posts and showing, you know, hey, here's, here's where I think Joe is hitting the mark. It was all about when, when you can tell that story where, where there's just that little nugget of, of information or truth where you want to guide people. And, and I think it all still comes down to the whole platform of social media, there, there are those people who everybody knows you're an entrepreneur, you're, you have a business. And so some people, especially if you're, you know, moderately introverted, you, you just feel kind of shitty. Like, like, am I supposed to post pictures of my, my cat or am I supposed to post pictures of me, you know, doing my business stuff? And, and how, do I, how do I walk that line? And I think if everybody understands that you come from a very place of authenticity, and that was one of your points, I remember, Adam, that, that that's, I don't want to say forgivable. It's, it's not like there's something you're doing that should be forgiven, right. but people understand, oh yeah, that's a guy who's running this, this fit pharmacy brand, or that's the guy who does nutrition coaching and is trying to you know, literally equip an entire industry of nutrition coaches where this industry didn't even exist 20 years ago. And so I, I applaud that and I like that and I'm interested in it, even though that may not be why I follow that guy. Other people, you have to realize you are self-curating your own social media following. The things that you post 
will attract the people who want that information. Yep. And, and so those are things that I still had to sort out in my mind. And every time I've heard you speak about the topic, Adam, it's just given me more confidence to do that, to say, hey, this is, this is my goal. I'm just going to do it. And, and I'll let my audience sort itself out. And I'm going to just be 100% true and genuine in, in who I am and what I do, what I'm trying to accomplish, and still be a human being. You're still going to see be, be me, but at the same time, you're going to know me as the guy who is running this company. That's super spot on, Joe. And I agree with that 100%, especially on the point of authenticity. And, and I have been talking about this a lot lately on my social media, the fact that you know the, the thing that you're counting out, the thing that you think is holding you back is actually the thing that you should be counting on. The thing that makes you unique, the thing that makes you weird, that makes you stand out is exactly what you need to focus on to stand out. Because in social media, it's a very noisy place and that's your goal anyway, right? So instead of trying to create some alter ego, just look at yourself and be your authentic self. That's how you're going to win in the social media game. Um, so yeah, I agree spot on with what you said there. Most pharmacy students and pharmacists struggle with standing out among the competition. So at scripturebrand.com, we help you create your ultimate competitive edge, your personal brand. Once you have that, you'll also have the freedom to do what you love instead of having to settle being trapped working a dead-end job. www.scripturebrand.com Enroll today so that we can help you create your tomorrow. If you guys are watching the YouTube version of this, I want you to really look at Joe's screen in the fact that he's got personal branding at such a high level because this is literally leaps and bounds from like just three years ago where he'd be there, he'd have the great content. It's all the great content, but now he's got a shirt that's got the Diet Doc LLC logo. He's got a banner of all the things that he's involved in. I mean, this guy is literally one of the experts in the world on nutrition, on coaching nutrition consultants, uh, NAMS, National Academy of Metabolic Science, creating people that are nutrition consultants that actually are certified. He's got the banner. He's got his tagline, the website. He's branding himself with his expertise. And I really am interested in this question. Uh, since you've gone on this journey to where you are now, how has embracing social media and really stepping out to claim your expertise as the diet doc, as the expert, the go-to person, if you want to go into nutrition as a coach, you're the guy that will get them to where they want to go. What has the impact been with social media in your recent business as far as impact with others? your business and has it changed how you do business? I'm glad you phrased it like that because the, there was definitely a change of mindset and that was simply that as I've been working on my company, I'm doing more and more business development consulting with nutrition coaches and fitness entrepreneurs. And so I, I could have easily, and I probably was, just very settled in my groove. It's, it's like the college professor that is still using a 25-year-old textbook because that's just what the professors always used instead of kind of updating. So you can just, just stay in your lane and kind of forget to update yourself while you're helping other people. So I thought, man, I, I really need to put into practice every single thing that I teach other people 
or it's just pretty stupid. You know, frankly, it's just why, you know, why would I, why would I teach you how to be successful when I'm sitting here, not, not doing those things? I mean, my business was fine. I wasn't necessarily focused hundred percent on my own growth, but I did have some goals to transition. And so, uh, you know, as we run our company, there, there are all kinds of cultural and societal things that are changing and, and even in our own marketplace and industry. And so we're constantly zigging and zagging around trying to, to stay in the lead with what we're doing. And I thought it was just a perfect time to really execute what I teach. So, you know, here are some of the things I did, Adam. I, I wanted to be super clear. You, you mentioned my tagline, something simple, equipping the next generation of nutrition coaches. There are so many different ways I could say that that just sounds sexier, more intellectual, this or that. And, and you know, we often discuss these things. And, and I've had to learn to come down to the most simple type of articulation so that people can understand it. And my, my daily uh, coaches clinic videos, I put out a one minute video every single day that, that anybody in business or even life in general could learn from but it's specifically for nutrition coaches. So you'll hear me open up every single video with, you know, hey guys, I'm Joe Klimzeski, founder of The Diet Doc. I help fitness professionals create paths to the clients who need their expertise. I'm teaching people every day what I do. It's the first thing out of my mouth. Uh, when you look at my screen, you, you know exactly what I do. When you look at the logo on my chest, you know exactly what I do. All of those things that I had kind of let slide a little bit were just, I don't, I don't want to say almost you know, kind of a combination of laziness as well as just feeling a little bit above it. Like I don't need that anymore. And I frankly don't care. I'm not, I don't chase big gain for material reasons. I have enough. I'm not going to be that guy. Like I said, posting pictures in a rented mansion and you know, just like that's not me anyway. So I'm not going to pretend to be. So there was just almost a little bit of, rebellious arrogance to say, I'm not going to be that guy. But at the same time for my business development clients, they need that and they need to see it. Yeah. So when I said people need heroes and healers, if you're not going to step up and be the hero, if you're not going to be the person doing it, why, why should they? So, so to your point or, or your final question, what is it made in terms of impact? We've had some goals to kind of transition our impact and, and we wanted to intentionally decrease some areas of our business and revenue and grow others. And as soon as we started speaking exactly what we do, what we want, and teaching people who we are, that's exactly what happened. Spot on, man. And I love that because, you know, you're, you're teaching business clients how to build a business. And like, well, social media is confusing. It's competitive. What strategies work? What do you do, Joe? And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> But now you have this library of content that you've been creating anyway, and you just funnel it in a way that's deliverable to your audience. So you can say, you know, I taught this in, you know, month one in your Apex course that you help people go through with business development, which I've been involved with. It's a 12-week program, 12-month program that is really helpful. But that's what you do is, you know, here's your challenge and here's what I do so you can see an example. I know this works because I myself have done it. And I think that's so spot on. And to talk personally about the fit pharmacist, that's exactly what I help people do to build their brand. And when I go through my e-course helping people to learn that, I give the concept step by step, but I say literally here's where I did this. I know this works. It's not just theory. 
but here's the actual results that I got through this in building Instagram following, podcast, impact, speaking around the world, all of those types of things. So it's not just like, oh, I read this book and now I'm going to sell a course. It's I created this brand. Here's why it worked. Here's how it can work for you. And here's what I do and have done to create the success that you, all, you guys all see. And I think that's the same language that you're doing now that you've embraced social media. You've always been doing the work and creating the results, but now you're just documenting it so that you can see, here's how this played out in my process. And I, and I really want to emphasize the fact that you, you in your book, your, your last book, latest book, uh, yes, right over there, uh, you, where, where you're teaching, you're teaching pharmacy students and young pharmacists, professionals, how to build their most fulfilling career, how to, how to get through school in a way where you're absorbing the most out of it, creating yourself in the most professional way. You talk about having a personal brand. And I, and I see on social media, again, kind of the, the, the funny side to me, you know, people talking about it, Gen Z or millennials saying like, even if you don't have a business, like what's your brand? You're just a person walking around. What's your brand? And that's just another way of saying, who are you? You know, what's your personality? What do you care about? What are your values? And, and it's almost kind of a subcategory of virtue signaling where we feel like we have to put a label out in front for people to relate to so they know exactly who we are. It's, it's, it's kind of a filter. But that's the superficial way of thinking about it. And that's, that's what a lot of people get caught up in doing. And that's frankly why social media ends up creating a lot of depression and anxiety among young people. But if you understand how to do that in your business in a way that has the impact you want, it, it, it's simply a matter of aligning what you want to do with your life, the kind of people you want in your life, what you want to be able to provide for them in a level of service or value through your business. And just you're, you're creating your own path forward. You know, the, the first tattoo I ever put on my body is live, live the life you've imagined. And, and that's what personal branding does. You're setting yourself up to, to live exactly within the boundaries that you're creating. And I think that is incredibly important for young people, even in a, a business field like pharmacy, who may be working in retail, they may be filling prescriptions right now, but automation is disrupting every single industry. Yep. And eventually, Everybody who understands how to create an audience and how to serve an audience and how to give real value, they're going to be the ones who survive. This is, this is social evolution on steroids. And there are an awful lot of people who are going to be losing jobs, careers, entire industries are going to go away. And if you can't speak this language of personal branding and messaging and articulate it through social media, just like we started this podcast, Adam, you're simply not going to exist. It's so true. And this realization that, that I had specific to pharmacy blew my mind. When you go to, through pharmacy school, in most cases, you go from no degree to a doctorate. So you have a doctorate of pharmacy. And back in the day, you, you were set. You were set for life. You had a doctorate. You had a secure job, this and that. Now, having a doctorate is your starting place. That just blows my mind. Like, and, but that's the reality of pharmacy. And if, whether or not you realize or recognize that, it doesn't matter. That's the truth. So how do you bridge that gap? Well, a lot of schools are pushing for residency, get more degrees, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's how can you provide value that connects with your audience 
and serves them that leads them to actionable outcomes. That's what a personal brand is. So when you look at social media, regardless of what platform you're on, are you posting just to post, just kind of shooting arrows in the dark, or are you posting with intentionality, meaning that you already go into social media with a plan, with your lane or personal brand in mind, so that you can communicate your expertise to provide value to your audience, and that will lead you to becoming the expert in what your passion is. And a lot of people struggle in healthcare because we're not taught that in pharmacy school at all. We're just taught, don't be stupid or don't even get on social media because it's a liability. Well, if you do that, like we said all throughout this podcast, someone else is and they are becoming known in scripting their brand so that they will be top of mind. So when some, an opportunity comes up, whether it's a speaking engagement, a residency, a fellowship, whatever, Boom, that person who's been putting in the work, building their brand, that's what it is. So I've seen this become such a huge need. That's really what I've shifted with what I do at The Fit Pharmacist is helping people. Yes, you have a passion, but what are you going to do with it? If you don't have a clear strategy, a blueprint walking you through step-by-step how to create that to maximize your time and passion to create your brand and become the go-to expert, you're not going to win. So that's what I do is I help people through that process. And it's really been fulfilling because I see people that have been struggling for years. Now they have that clarity of trying to be everywhere all at once, putting out just content everywhere, getting really focused and having clarity exactly what you said, Dr. Joe, of what your intention is with the social media that you're putting out. So if you guys have been thinking about building a personal brand or you've tried but you feel like you're spinning your wheels, Just look at all the content with The Fit Pharmacist. I mean, you're listening to this podcast. You clearly have seen value. I want to help you do the exact same thing. So if you're listening to this podcast, I really recommend sharing it to get this message out. So please consider sharing this on Instagram stories, on any social media platform. The best way to support this is to leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast app. So I really recommend you guys do that. It really helps us a lot. It's the best way to give me a fist bump, show love to this. Um, But I really encourage you also, because we're talking about being fully transparent, go check out Dr. Joe and see, just like he said, the videos that he's been putting out. I actually got that idea from him, the 60-second videos of branding and all the concepts that you need. The videos you guys have been seeing the last few months, I got that idea from Dr. Joe. Really great content. So Dr. Joe, talking about social media, please plug yourself. Where can people follow you? Where are you most active? What are your social media handles where they can connect with you? So because my name is just so unique and difficult, that's the easiest way that that I use. So so at Joe Klemzeski on on Instagram, Facebook, Joe Klemzeski. YouTube, if you go to, well, first of all, you can go to our website, thedietdoc.com. And and get all of our social media there. But our our YouTube channel is The Diet Doc Permanent Weight Loss. And those are the primary places you'll find us. Awesome. Guys, I'll have all those show notes, all the links in the show notes below so you can easily connect with him. Again, I've known this bro since 2013. Awesome dude. Uh, He really stands behind everybody that he works with. And if you see content that he's putting out that you're interested in, reach out. Because guess what? 
He's on social media. So guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, signing off with the Dr. Joe Klimzeski. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thank you.